You're listening to Skate, a 2007 skateboarding video game developed by Black Box, published by Electronic Arts. From what I can tell, Skate seemed to be like a deliberate attempt to shake up the skateboarding genre. I think everyone had grown pretty tired of the repeated arcade style, increasingly over the top formula of the Tony Hawk's series. And I think with the new generation of consoles, with more processing power than ever, the industry was back on the ever-elusive hunt for realism and immersion. Can we actually emulate street skateboarding? Can we simulate that feeling of hard rubber wheels slapping the warm cement of downtown LA? So Skate does I think a bajillion little things to try to answer that question. And the thing I really want to focus on is the sound design, but I can't really talk about that without talking about some of the other major changes it makes to the skateboarding genre. First, you gotta talk about the control scheme. It was definitely experimental for the time and still stands out today. Skate deliberately moves away from Tony Hawk's button combo heavy style to something a little closer to how the character actually performs on screen. In real life, to uh, perform an ollie, which is a jump if someone doesn't know, uh, you push down on the board with your back foot to sort of pop it off the ground. You sort of slap it into the ground and you sort of pop off the back wheel and then you slide your front foot forward. This kind of levels out the board creating space between you and the earth. And in Skate, the video game, you do exactly the same thing, but you do it with your thumb on the right stick instead of your foot on a skateboard. You push down and then you flick up. This is the basis for all tricks. Just like in real life, it all starts with the ollie. And then from there, you can intuit how you might achieve the more complex stuff. To do a kickflip, it's down and then up but a little to the left, much like how when you slide your right foot forward on a skateboard, you push it to an angle in order to start flipping the board in a direction. To do a pop shove it, um, this is kind of like a, how would you describe it? It's kind of like a horizontal spin of the board. You push down and then you curve the stick along the bottom left or I suppose right corner, like you're spinning the board around with your foot. You then realize that again, just like in real life, you can do all these tricks in reverse to effectively double the amount of tricks you do. You start with a nollie instead of an ollie and suddenly your trick book, so to speak, is twice as big. It's intuitive, satisfying, and immensely playful. With little instruction, you find yourself discovering all manner of moves and tricks. And because it kind of, sort of, looks like the crazy stuff the guy on screen is doing with their feet, you get that sense of control and inclusion, and it pushes the game into that immersive, realistic style that so many games were so desperate for at the time. It's amazing how much of a difference a control scheme makes. Like, Tony Hawk's and Skate pull from literally exactly the same pile of movement, obviously, the same book of tricks. Uh, yeah, skateboarding is skateboarding, but by just changing the combination of buttons you have to press to achieve those tricks, the feeling it emulates is almost entirely different. 
One is much more arcadey, and as I said, the other is going for some kind of sense of realism. So the other major change that Skate makes to the whole genre formula is the way it uses its camera. Effectively, it's designed to look like you're watching the whole game through the camera of that one friend who recently got a fisheye lens and just wants to try it out. I don't really know the history of why like wide-angle fisheye lens style photography became such a skateboarding staple, uh, but it's like almost synonymous with it. You watch a skateboarding video, you know, any time before smartphones became a real thing, 90s to the mid-2000s, and, and that's the look you're getting. Anyway, so effectively, if you think way too much about this like I have, the entire game you're not only controlling the skateboarder, but also the skateboarder's friend, following patiently behind trying to get a good shot. The camera's low to the ground, and often your skateboarder's head is out of frame. The focus here is his feet, his board, and what he does with it. It might sound really small when I'm asking you to visualize it, especially if you haven't seen the game, but it is an entirely new angle, literally, to look through for not only skateboarding games, but games in general. So rare are you that close to the ground, that close to someone's feet. Then you combine that with like any other typical effect you'd see from a cheap camera in the mid-2000s, the overexposed lighting, distortion, that sort of thing, and it makes Skate 1 immediately recognizable and definitely not a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game. So you have the control scheme and you have this fascinating and recognizable new cinematography. What is left? The sound design in Skate is very good. Having the camera so close to the board and the ground it glides over, as well as having such a tactile control scheme where your movements directly correlate to what happens on screen, basically force the developer's hand to properly support that with the audio. I think if they hadn't done that, it would look odd. I was 13, I think, when I played Skate. It was the first PlayStation 3 game I had ever played. It was the first one I owned. And, well, I also got for Christmas Need for Speed Pro Street, which I would not recommend. I have a distinct memory, probably a few hours in, maybe maybe like 10 hours in or something, of rolling around in the downtown district, surrounded by concrete. I noticed that you could hear the wheels dip into the cracks in between the concrete slabs I was skating over. Now flash forward 15 years, most of the time I play skate, I actually just turn the music off. I enjoy the audio work, the foley work that much. And I think it stands on its own. Like, I just want to like take a moment and just acknowledge the amount of like audio samples being fired off. It's immense. In the space of just a few seconds, you transition through multiple types of floor texture, each with its own variants of bumps and crack sounds. A sound for an ollie, a sound for an ollie, and flip tricks, each flip trick having its own specific audio synced up to represent the movement of the board. Combined with the sound of the bearings with the wheels spinning in the air and then slamming back down to earth and changing sound again. You'll do a manual and you hear the front wheels keep turning while the back ones are stuck in the ground. And then there's some more obvious differences like grinding on concrete versus a metal railing, the wheels screeching and screaming as you power slide, and all this stuff is firing off one after the other and overlaid on top of each other. 
I've played this game too much, so maybe I'm not the best judge, but by just listening to the audio alone, you get a very clear sense of what the player is doing, where they are, the variation of the tricks they're pulling off. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play it. Um, and just listen to it, just see what you think. It's a never-ending string of satisfying sound. Supporting a deeply rewarding control scheme in a remarkably realized space. And when you're ready to tune out, turn the music back on, or maybe play some of your own, and just go for a little ride, it does what all good Foley work does when tasked with this level of realism. It goes almost unnoticed. 